Max and Leo were stressed the day the show took off when Hitler hit the stage and Anna sang about her feelings to her friends Mama Mia here we go again then something went wrong for Valjean and his friends empty chairs are empty tables then at a deadly pace it came from outer space and Audrey too said, feed me Crowborn. Welcome to Stage Ramps. Your favorite podcast. Where two best friends talk about Broadway. Sometimes joined by a friend who may have been forced to walk with them on the podcast that you all love called Stage Rant. Then Phantom and Christine went down to his lair and sang the music of the night. And Tracy sang out with Corny and the gang. We might have just solved racism with dance. Val McCallie said she can't do it alone. And Roxy to join her act. But when Poppins returns with Lynn Manuel Miranda, we're gonna have to imagine that. And so, welcome to Stage Rant, your favorite podcast, where two best friends. Talk about Broadway Shows made into film Joe and Adam And sometimes joined by A friend who may have been forced to watch with them on the podcast that you all love called Stage Rant, we also watched burlesque and shared with share. On the podcast that you all love called Stage Rant, and any two, 
and sister on the podcast that you all love called Statement and then we watch cats what were we what were we thinking on the podcast that you all love called Stage and a one, and a two, and a three, and a sink. Hello and welcome to Stage Rant, your favorite podcast where two dudes, both equally secure in their masculinity and sexuality, talk about the biggest shows that made their way from the big stage into the small screen. Every week, myself, Adam, a man who truly wonders how much eyeshadow was considered too much eyeshadow, discuss the history of a movie musical with... I love a good smoky eye. Uh, <laughs> Joe, who strongly believes, Adam, that all it truly takes is, in fact, a jump to the left. Mm. Who has a lot of strong, pointed opinions. Each week we watch a movie musical and are sometimes joined by a friend who we may or may not have forced to join us. So let's pull back the curtain and get started. All right. So, Adam, mm-hmm. I would like, if I may, to take you... On a strange journey. Where would that journey be to, Joe? We're going to do the motherfucking time warp. Oh! So, listen. <laughs> In the vein of doing obscure and awful musicals, <sighs> we have found not the worst. No. In fact, we have found the diamond in the rough. Honestly, I fucking love... The Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't know what it is. I don't know if anyone truly knows no. what it is, no. other than just pure s- sex. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we'll yeah. talk about the lessons that we're quote unquote supposed to learn from this, <laughs> right? Um, but it's it's mostly just get out there and just just be yourself. Just be yourself. Have fun. Yeah. Let just loose. Let loose. If you're a dude, cross dress. Yeah. Like, get out there, sis. You look like, good heels. Damn right you do. Where are those fish now? Murder meatloaf. Murder meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mur- murder, murder meatloaf. Murder. I would do anything for love. <laughs> <laughs> and you will do and that. And I will do that. <laughs> murder meatloaf with literally an ice pick. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so let's give a, a quick bit of a numbers here on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, IMDb, this has a, sitting at a very, very average uh, 7.4 out of 10. Um, take, do with that what you will. Has uh, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, pretty solid, and a 65% on Metacritic. Do you mean to tell me that critics are not singing the praises of 1975's Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> uh, well, okay, so... In preparation for this episode today, um, I've seen this movie and been to performances of it many, many times before, um, as have you. Same. More times than I'm willing to admit. Oh. On, honestly, on public record. Yeah, same. Um, and I knew a fuck ton about, like, the history of the production, you know, sort of off as a stage show in the West End of London, in, the, like, the rehearsal space attic of, like, one of the main theaters in the West End. If you're playing along with the stage rant drinking game, once again, that's finish your drink for every show that begins in the West End. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when it opened, it actually sold out to packed theaters. People were coming in to see this show regularly, <laughs> um, including Princess Diana, <laughs> who apparently, <laughs> when she met Tim Was Curry... Was she also with her lover, Dodie Baez? <laughs> 
I don't think so. That's where they met. Actually. Yeah, they met at the rock. Well, okay, so we're this... piecing it together. Here it is. Is this going to be a Princess Die podcast? No, it's not. <laughs> Could it be? Potentially. Could be. Could Out be. with Cher and with Princess Die. <laughs> Princess Die. Um, and uh, the original stage production, of course, was called The Rocky Horror Show. The picture was added when it became a movie mm. because. Haha, ha, funny, I guess. It's now, a, it's now a movie. It's now a movie. Um, but Prince Diana, upon meeting Tim Curry for the first time, I guess I met multiple times, she apparently told Tim Curry, I got my education from watching you in Rocky Horror. I'm sorry, what education? What I don't, we... I think Princess Di got her sex ed from Dr. Frankenberg. She's like, I now know what to do when my car breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that was the strangest car repair video I've ever seen. <laughs> but goddamn, do I get it. Every Anytime someone tries to force you to get, like, like AAA, If only there was a castle nearby. only. <laughs> <laughs> they have phones, right? Um, so, uh, so, yeah, started in the West End. Then was picked up by Lou Adler, who was a director, producer at um, 20th Century Fox at the time. Um, and then... Basically went to Richard O'Brien, who wrote the show, who also plays Riff Raff in the movie, and was like, hey, we, uh, let's make another movie. Had a budget of a million dollars. Okay. Not that much. Um, when it opened... How much do Castle Rentals cost? So they filmed most of it in London, or in the UK. Um, another fun fact, similar to the producers, how we started this whole podcast, where most of the original cast was in the movie... Similarly, other than Susan Sarandon and Barry Bostwick, who played Brat and Janet, everyone else the original cast, mm. including Meatloaf. Meatloaf was Eddie, and as a tradition, if you do the show, do the stage production, Eddie is also Dr. Scott. Who's your favorite, or excuse me, what is your favorite Meatloaf song? Not to, like, disrupt the flow. No, of... I, I don't have one, because I don't know any Meatloaf songs. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm, I'm serious. This is at least strike two. Oh. <laughs> I, will, I would do anything for love, bat out of hell, paradise by the dashboard light. Oh, he do anything Two out of love. three ain't bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know some days it don't come easy. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes it don't come hard. And then yeah. he's like, and sometimes I don't come at all. And these are the days that yes. never end. Yeah. Okay. I feel you, meatloaf. I feel you. Uh, okay. Not a meatloaf guy. Yeah. What about the food? Depends. Literally, there's one meatloaf I like, and it comes from Giant Eagle, uh, which is a grocery store in the Midwest. I was going to say, my mom makes a good meatloaf. Oh, okay. So, does she do the ketchup on top? Sometimes. I like the like cinnamon barbecue glaze. She does better. ketchup with brown sugar. Okay. So, it's almost, it's like barbecue sauce light. It's essentially barbecue sauce. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I like her meatloaf. Her yeah. meatloaf is good. So, this had a budget of a million dollars. Yeah, it had a budget of a million dollars. They filmed it in... The exterior shots were actually filmed at the home of the French ambassador. <laughs> he didn't know what they were say, filming. Did, did they tell him? <laughs> and they're like, we're filming a movie for 20th Century Fox. He was like, I guess that is okay with me. Go ahead. <laughs> Film is your movie. If you want. They're like, Monsieur Ambassador, we have a camera. We need to film on a dark and stormy night. Like, Absolutely. Come on over to the castle. What's it? I have a phone. It's just like, oh my gosh, perfect. We need amazing. A... <laughs> Castles don't usually it's have phones. Asshole. Fitting, actually, um, and 
the uh, exterior shot that you see of Riff Raff standing in the, the window singing, The darkness must go down the river of night's dream. Anyway, um, most of the rooms in the ambassador's residence are not finished. He was standing on just like bare floorboards. Like, it was kind of dangerous where he was standing. Like, he could have just fallen through the ceiling. Like, it's an old building that it was in need of repair. Wow. Okay. So he risked his life. Monsieur to... Ambassador, <laughs> I'm your contractor. <laughs> you need to fix the floors right now. No, I don't want to <laughs> I like an open concept. <laughs> anyway, enough with the French. Uh, but was he still... the French ambassador? He... So he was, yes, the ambassador from France to the UK. Okay, I don't know if I had just pulled French out of my ass or not. No, I did, yeah. Ambassador just seems like a very French word to me. I, I think it is. Hee hee hee, ha ha ha, croissant. Les poissons, you ever seen Little Mermaid? Les croissants, les croissants, hee hee hee, ha ha ha. Anyway, um, uh, but then the interiors were actually shot, uh, in a separate castle, um, where a lot of these, what's called, it was a... Uh, horror film studio Hammer Productions a lot of Hammer horror films were shot there um, Christopher Lee's rendition of Dracula was a horror was a Hammer horror film yeah the movie was a horror uh, yeah um, so that's a little backstory here but initially on opening weekend it bombed horribly I wonder was and, this a Christmas movie? I know this was a <laughs> summer movie uh, so it came out it bombed on the first weekend uh, and then Lou Adler ever resourceful man he was, was like, how about we re-release it a month from now? Let it die down. Let people forget about it. They're going to release it as the Midnight Movie. This was the first Midnight Movie, and they're like, let's literally hide the movie at midnight when the weirdos are out, and they'll go see it. Boy, howdy. And it's been running for 45 years. I'll take (laughs) secretive marketing strategies that work surprisingly well for 500. Yeah. uh, So they essentially did a 2001 Space Odyssey where they're like, mm -hmm. they rebranded it as the, you go to this movie high as shit and you'll enjoy Mm -hmm. it. Pretty much. This one was just like, let's bring it out when the freaks come out. Yeah. And then we'll actually make our money back. Yep. And then it's been running. For 45 years. For 45 years. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so that's fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so that's neat. Yeah. Uh, and then some few other little, uh, fun facts here. Uh, Tim Curry got the accent for Frankenfurter by listening to an old British woman speak on a bus in a very posh accent. And he's like, I'm going to use that for Frankenfurter. And he did. Well, ta-da! I can't take... Tim Curry seriously in anything outside of this movie. Because all I think of is, that's Frankenfurter. <laughs> Wasn't he in Home Alone 2? He was the concierge. Yeah, he was the concierge in yeah. Home Alone 2. But I'm like, ah, that's... The inspiration for The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah. I I, I did... can't take him seriously. I can take him seriously in one other movie. Clue. Mm, also can't take him seriously in Clue. Oh. I'm like, I wonder what he's wearing underneath that jacket. <laughs> I wonder if he's killed Meatloaf. I know he's the murderer. <laughs> he killed because Meatloaf. he killed Meatloaf. Um, so, uh, Fool me once, shame on me. The, uh, the opening, uh, the singing is done by Richard O'Brien, but the lips are Patricia Quinn, who played Magenta. 
Uh, and why is that? So, um... Because as it turns out, as you've shared... Yes. It's not just the weirdness. It's not just the weirdness. It's not the plumpness of the lips. Right. So, in the Rocky Horror Show, Patricia Quinn, the show would actually open with a kind of 1950s-style, like, movie theater attendant where they used to, like, walk down the aisle before the movie would come out selling, like, popcorn or candy. And she was standing at the front of the theater, and she would sing science fiction double feature show. Uh, when the movie was being made, Lou Adler was like, hey, Richard O'Brien, you wrote this shit. You should sing it. And Patricia Quinn almost quit. She was like, that's my song, damn it. She's like, and that's the straw that broke me. Literally pulls a full Carlotta. Amateurs! Amateurs! Storms out. Um, and then Lou Adler was like, okay, well, hold on. Richard will sing it, but we'll use your lips. How she- is that an amicable solution? <laughs> when, when you think Rocky Horror, you don't think, hmm, I loved that singing. You think, oh, lips. I mean, sure, but... Her lips have become the icon yeah, of I this really, movie. Yeah, I very truly don't think that was on her mind, though, at the time of making no. this deal with the executives. No. I think... how I, I, I'm just curious how that became... That became an amicable solution to that problem. Well... Like, if I came to you, Adam... Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to make a movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to be the star. Mm-hmm. But we're going to <laughs> CGI your lips onto my face. <laughs> Would you be like, hmm, hmm. deal? <laughs> What's a bit different than that? I mean, it's, you know. It's just weird. Like, I, I, I think she, what I'm saying is I think mm-hmm. she gave up too easy. Oh, that's fair. That's I fair. think she could have gotten more. She could have gotten more. Than her lips. Could have had more like, like in the nose, too. Yeah. That'd be weirder, actually. What if it was just the lips and the nose? Or, like, the dimple? <laughs> the chin. Just Look, the chin. From the nose down. That's all yeah. it was. Actually, it was her whole body, nose down, above the lips. Nothing. Nothing. It's actually Richard O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> what about Richard O'Brien's 75% of his head on yours? He's not in costume. It's just no. him. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but, yeah. Science fiction. Double Science fiction. show. Um, and that basically um, was it. And then there's the opening. And yeah. I. <laughs> it should be noted. Yeah. For those who are unfamiliar with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Also, if you don't know what it is, you've had time to watch it. You've had time. It's been running for 45 minutes. We're going to spoil it. Honestly, yeah. though, we're not going to. Because I don't care how many times you see this goddamn movie, you won't it understand still won't it. make more sense. No. You're not going to walk away being like, oh, I get it now. Right. Because I've tried. You can watch it many, many times. And I even every time I watch it, I pick up on something different. It's kind of like quicksand. The more you fight it, the more you sink. <laughs> you yeah. kind of just have to be like, this is, this is it. You have more fun with Rocky Horror if you go in and you're just like, there is no plot. Correct. There is no There plot. really is no... I mean, there is a plot. There's a plot. But if you try to follow it, you're just going to get upset. Right, like... The plot includes everything from making a literal just sex slave to the FBI investigating Frankenfurter because of UFOs. But of course. What else? Right. I didn't get the alien thing until like my fourth watch through. Oh, yeah. There... No, granted, it was probably because I was super drunk every time I saw this in person. That is fair. Underage drinking in a bar. Gotta love it. Ayo! Ayo! <laughs> Um, yeah, so for those who are unfamiliar with this, A, you've had time. Right. Uh, and B, it has taken on, it is like, I would say it is the definitive cult classic movie. Yes. 
insofar as you have to be a part of a cult to see it and to really <laughs> enjoy it. So, like, what happens is people will perform it live. It's very, very popular. You're, if you attended college, you've probably had a production of it every Halloween Literally, season. Every college does it. Every single college does it. What they'll do is they'll perform mm -hmm. with a troupe of actors everything mm -hmm. that is happening on screen mm -hmm. while the movie is playing. So they'll have the movie behind them. Yes. They're in front of the screen. Doing what's, I guess, has now been dubbed a shadow cast. Yes. So, we're doing that. And so, they're doing that. There's a full acting troupe. And it just doesn't make sense. You're in yeah. the audience. And most times, it's performed in bars. on it, Like, mm -hmm. in at least on college campuses. Other in nice larger places, we'll do yeah, like a full theater. A full theater. Mm -hmm. But the biggest part of this is that it is participatory theater. Right. And that means that there's something really great called callbacks mm. or call outs whatever you prefer yeah and so as the movie's going there are all of these lines that you in the audience know because you have your own separate version of the script <laughs> yeah <laughs> that you then yell at the screen as it happens yes. mm -hmm. adam mm -hmm. if you've never seen this before and if you're mm -hmm. in a theater and you're watching this for the first time is this terrifying i think it depends on who you are <laughs> Like, for me, the first time I saw Rocky Horror, I actually saw it in an outdoor amphitheater. Um, mm. And I had seen the movie beforehand. I just never seen it performed before. Um, and I knew the callbacks existed. When it started, I was confused initially. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to scream shit with them. Mm -hmm. And something will stick. Yeah. Um... My favorite callback actually comes from the first time I saw Rocky. Well, don't say it. We'll say it when we get to the part. Well, I've never heard it anywhere else. That's the thing. Is it's, I've only heard it this one well, time. Well, then we'll say it when we get to the part. Okay, we'll say it. Okay, all right. Because that's going to be a big part of this podcast. It's, it's, gonna a, be... it's near the end, actually. It's like in the last five minutes of the movie. Well, I guess amazing. our listeners are going to have to have to wait. wait to hear Adam's favorite <laughs> callback from Rocky Horror. And they're going to have to put up with Joe saying, um, this is my favorite call out for every <laughs> single one that I say. Because yep. they're all fun. Yeah. So like if you go into Rocky and you're sober and you're not interested in plot, or if you're really hyper interested in plot, like mm -hmm. if you're a Christopher Nolan snob where you're like, mm, you didn't understand Inception, mm, you just don't understand. Inception is the ABCs compared to the plot of Rocky Horror. Yeah, there's, because like you go into Rocky and you're like, this is actually a full on acid trip i'm confused right they're yeah. aliens mm -hmm. spoiler alert a cross-dressing alien cross-dressing alien incestuous siblings yeah <laughs> um dogs. dogs dogs um a a laser beam that turns people into statues yes um, the, the the medusa the medusa ray yeah um, so like all yeah. these fun things that will just not it, you gotta go into it very loose and be yes. like I'm not going to get this for no. a time or two. No. But once you do, mm -hmm. you're going to be throwing bread at the at the actors on yeah. stage mm -hmm. and yelling obscenities and calling people assholes and sluts wearing, left and right. Wearing newspaper on your head, squirting water guns. Who gets it? No one does no. at the late no. night double, double feature, feature picture, picture show. show. So this is the plot. Air quotes. Yeah, we're going to try to describe the plot. Um, we'll, so it know, opens with yeah. what I can only describe as the science, like an ode, like a, an ode to old school science fiction movies. Mm -hmm. 
Essentially, it's we didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. They just list a lot of things. But for B-list 50 sci-fi. For B-list 50 sci-fi. They're just like, hey, you know these things. And I'm like, well, it's 2020 and I sure don't. Right. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Like King Kong. Yeah, I get that. Um, Um, The Invisible Man. Yeah, Flash Gordon. Yep. I I know his silver underwear. Yes. Who Claude Rains and The Invisible Man. I never saw Mm -hmm. it. I guess that was... It was a universal horror film. Is that part of the Dark Universe? (laughs) The the latest release of The Invisible Man was supposed to be part of the Dark Universe, but the original... That was a good movie. Invisible Man 2020 was a solid film. Oh my god. I... I was uncomfy. I was so uncomfy. And I love the way it, like, paint... And the... Like, the discussion it subconsciously had about domestic violence. Oh, my and, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. Was it Claude Rains? Uh, no. No, it was a different actor. <laughs> it was definitely, I forget his name. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Claude Rains, you know. Right. So, it's just like, at the late night double feature picture show, because this is how movies used to be. Right. You used to go to the movies and be like, hey, we're going to be here for, like, a couple hours. Because you'll Not hear... because you're watching Endgame. No. <laughs> that, that's a more recent uh, phenomenon. But e Bombay. He bought back! <laughs> yeah, you've probably heard of, I mean, we just mentioned that, you know, a B movie. And literally, you've probably heard of a B track as well. For a second, I thought you were talking about B movie. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. The B movie. Oh, no, not. I was going to be like, God, no. <laughs> the B movie! <laughs> What's the deal <laughs> with bees? <laughs> What's the plot of Rocky Horror? <laughs> What's the deal with transvestites? <laughs> um, there would always be an A movie, which is probably like a a good movie, a solid film, and then... What you go to see? Right, like, even, like, going to see... I'm gonna go see Avengers Endgame, and then right after, they're like, and here's Trolls 2. <laughs> it's like, it's the movie that you... It's it's there. It exists. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not good. No. It's just but, people having fun. Right. Making their Hollywood debut. Yeah. Debut. So, um, it's a it's a good... Good time. So we have the opening song, mm-hmm. and it's pretty great. It is. Um, it has the lips, the floating lips. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of callouts in there, mm-hmm. as there are. With Let all there of them. be lips. Let there be lips is a good one. Yep. Um, and so then we open to the wedding. Let's get a picture. Close together now. The photographer's voice is so grating. I don't. Get it. All the close family now. Have you ever had sandpaper dragged slowly across the tip of your nose? That's his voice. What's that you haven't? That's the photographer's voice. <laughs> He's like, let's get a picture. Close together now. The folks then the grandparents. Yes, all close family. Ah, hold that. Beautiful. And smile. What a lovely family. What a lovely friend. He's like, shut up. Right. Honestly, like, it, it, <sighs> it, is, it is painful. Um, yeah. So we're at a wedding. We are. And are we here for the bride and groom? Oh, no. No, we're not. We're not here for the hapshats. We are not. <laughs> so we get the photo. Yep. And we meet... Brad Majors. Brad Majors. Uh, and uh, Ralph comes over and says, Well, we did it. <laughs> and then they punch each other's shoulders. You know, <laughs> like, how men do. What did we do? <laughs> and um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You and Betty have been almost inseparable since you met her in Dr. Scott's refresher courses. And then he says... Oh, I'm happy. We, have, we, have, we have the script well, here. Well, to tell you the truth, Brad... Well, to tell you the truth, Brad... That's the only reason I showed up in the first place. That's the only reason I ever showed up in the first place. 
Um, so we're at this wedding. They mm-hmm. get they they throw out the bouquet. Who catches it? A oh, Janet White. She's got it. She's she, got it. I got it. Oh, I got it. And then Ralph says, "Hey, big fella, looks like it could be your turn next, huh?" <laughs> and then Brad says, "Who knows?" And does the deepest thing, <laughs> just like. <laughs> Hmm. Like, hmm. <laughs> Who does know? <laughs> and so Janet's very happy, and mm-hmm. um, so the 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 car drives by out with the like just married sticker. Right, with I have the cans, cans on the, which know. is like why? It's I think I mean the cans are there to like as it clanks down the road. You're like, oh, they just got married. They're gonna fuck tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, then my favorite <laughs> background character line is. I always cry at weddings. weddings. Do you cry at weddings? I've been to several and no. I've never cried at a wedding. No. Funerals for sure. Yes, I've cried at funerals. Never cried at a wedding. Um, so it's time for Brad and Janet to have a combo. Yeah, and they're going to have a little conversation in the graveyard located next to the church, which also has a billboard for Denton, Ohio. Because <laughs> we are in Ohio. We're in Ohio. There's nothing that makes me happier than being in a movie theater and mm. then... The movie mentions Ohio, yeah. and the crowd goes nuts. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Ohio. I literally saw <laughs> a... So it was a... And you're going to give me shit for it. But Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. Mm. Animated film. It's quirky, because Dutch angles. Nah. <laughs> um, at the end of the movie, there takes place in Japan. There's an American student character who pisses off the government... Long story. I'm not going to get into it. But they say... We're already halfway into it. You might as well finish. <laughs> well, they just say, the student will now be deported back to America to her hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio. I saw this in a theater in Cincinnati. The audience went berserk. like, ah, Oh my God, Adam, I have neighbors. <laughs> I always forget that, but they're loud, so... Especially with their sexual intercourse. Anywho. <sighs> hey, Janet. Yes, Brad? I've got something to say. Uh-huh. I really love the skillful way you beat the other girls with whips and chains to the bride's bouquet. Oh, Brad. So now they're going to sing. And then we get into our second number. Damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janet. Um, where Brad sings about things yeah. pertaining loosely to Janet, such as how he... Swims in deep rivers. Janet. Like, like how much work he's done to get to know her and to, how he's fallen in love with her. And, you know, there are some really weird analogies. The river was deep, but I swam it. The Janet. futures are so let's plan. That's cute. So please don't tell me to can it. Because she often tells him to shut up, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Janet is verbally abusive. Which, in rewatching this. He's just like, hey, honey, let's talk about the future. And she's like, shut, shut up! up. <laughs> no! Uh, the road was long, but I ran it. Ooh, he's a runner. There's a fire in my heart, and you fan it. If there's one fool for you, then I am then it. Then I am it. Get it. And the, this next, um, I guess, uh, stanza, if you will, of lyrics here, of here's a ring to prove that I'm no joker. There's three ways that love can grow. Let's list them. That's good. Okay. Bad. True. And mediocre. I was almost on cue. Okay. Yeah. On cue, excuse me. And then he does the longest O. Oh, J-A-N-E-T. I love you so. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And so the song ends with him proposing. 
uh, she he proposes when he says, "Here's a ring to prove that I'm a Joker." Yes, because um, the lyrics demanded that he have a ring to prove that he is no Joker. He's in fact not Mark Hamill playing the Joker, or Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker, but um, he is the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're engaged. Yes, in a graveyard that has a billboard in it. Yes. <laughs> so one of my favorite callouts mm-hmm. is. Get your gra- uh, get your billboard out of my graveyard. Get your graveyard out of my billboard. Which is which is just fun. It's it a is. lot of fun. It is. And so now we're introduced to the narrator. Yes, because they are they are heading off. They have decided that they're the first person they're going to tell, not their mother, not their father, not their cousin, is, or I, their I, sister, or their brother. I want the record to reflect that this is also the same thing I would do really? if I'm engaged. Yeah. Tell the person... I'm going to go tell Julie Walters, <laughs> my biology professor from sophomore year. Wow, yeah. They go... Well, basically, I understand why they want to go see this Dr. Scott character. It's who, cute. Because that's where they met, and it's like, oh, cute. When, so apparently, you know, Betty and Ralph, Brad and Janet, both met there. It's great. It's awesome. And then we meet the narrator, <laughs> who is technically the criminologist... Or a criminologist. Um, and he has the line, which Joe uh, referenced earlier in the podcast, of, I would like, if mm. I may, to take you on a strange journey. And he goes into this whole thing about how there were dark clouds, they were offering Dr. Scott, the flat tire, or the spare tire didn't have enough air in it, and it was going to be... A night out that we're going to remember for a very long time. And so, then we cut to the interior car. Inter- <laughs> Stage directions. Interior car. <laughs> and Janet eating a chocolate bar just by herself, just chilling. Well, because she wants a chocolate bar. Well, she's reading a newspaper and eating a chocolate bar, which is just... It's... While listening to Nixon. While listening to Nixon <laughs> resign. <laughs> So that's fun. We love good, solid political commentary. Yeah. Adam, what are your thoughts on motorcyclists? They're fine. I find them annoying. I think it depends on, like, what kind of motorcycle they drive and if they're driving in a pack or not. Mm. I think if your motorcycle is obnoxiously loud, so essentially if you drive a Harley, then I'm instantly annoyed with you. You're not You're not cool. Your oh. dick is not big. Oh. Harleys are fine. No, 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 they're hold not. On, hold on, hold no. on. No. For me, for me, for me, speaking as just Adam, mm. not for you, you can have your opinion that Harleys are bad. Mm. I think Harleys and similar kinds of motorcycles are fine. It's the, as my history professor dubbed them, crotch rockets. Those annoy me. No, those are fine. Those are the quietest of motorcycles. The ones I've been near go... Regardless of your opinion on motorcyclists, I think we can all agree that life is pretty cheap for that type. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. A wise man once said... That was a solid shut up. Um, That was good. (laughs) Um, So they're driving. They're driving their car. Yes. And there is a bunch of motorcycles passing them. And they're like, where are they going? And it's pouring rain. It's like, life's pretty cheap for that type. Because Brad is kind of an asshole. Which is why... (laughs) The major callouts in this 
focus around the identities of Brad and Janet, in which yes. Brad is an asshole and Janet is a slut. Yes. So, in the stage performance, oftentimes, whenever they're in, when they're in the car, when the windshield wipers go over to each person, when they're over Brad, you're like, asshole, slut. Asshole, slut, asshole, asshole, slut, asshole, slut, asshole, slut. I just moved my arms back and forth faster because it's what the windshield wipers are doing. Yes. Anywho, so Brad's <laughs> kind of a dick. Oh, yeah. Which oh, we'll yeah. see in a number of voice rounds. He's like mm-hmm. that wannabe alpha male type. But he's a nerd. But he's a nerd. He's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he, wear stidy whities Come on. He has, like, the... He's kind of pulling, like, the, you know, the... I am the moral upstanding citizen, you know... Kind of a Captain America vibe. Captain America was a dick. Yeah. So. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> life is pretty cheap for their those types. And then yep. their tire blows out. Yeah. And so then they, they decide, you know what? We should go get the spare. The spare needs to be fixed. So they need to go find someone who has a phone. And Brad says. It's fine. Brad says. Um, Didn't we pass a castle back down the road a few miles? You know. How there are castles in Ohio. <laughs> well, maybe they have a telephone I could use. You know, how castles have telephones. My favorite call out, number one. Yeah. <laughs> is every time you mention the phone in the castle, you yell out, castles don't have phones, asshole. Yeah. Because it's brought up often. Yes. And so he's like, maybe they have a telephone. It's like, castles don't have phones, asshole. And so then Janet's like, well, I'm going to come with you because, and I love this foreshadowing here. Besides, darling, the owner of that phone might be a beautiful woman, and you might never come back again. Well, funny you say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> the owner kind of is a, a woman. Q, a beautiful woman. Q, one of the best songs. Hot take. It's solid. I mean, I feel like this... What is this but Rocky Horror's Memory? This is... You could take the song out of Rocky Horror, and it's still a good it's beautiful. song. This is, this is essentially memory from Cats. Yeah. This is like the one that stands on its own. Yeah. Other than Hot Patootie. Um, That's fair. So, it's over at the Frankenstein place. Mm -hmm. And so, it's like, they're creeping through the underbrush. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, ooh, it's it's spooky. They see the gate that says, enter at at your own risk. risk. Yep. While lightning is and thunder. Yeah. I love Janet in this. Mm. On account that, obviously, who doesn't love Susan Sarandon? She's amazing. Susan Sarandon is amazing. She was like a relative unknown, and like this was like one of her first pieces, and now she's like an Academy Award winning actress. Imagine making it on a Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> I mean, hey. AKA Tim Curry. The Janet sure White story. <laughs> um, and we get a sneak peek during the song of Riff Raff, the, mm-hmm. the butler. Yep. The, the handyman. He's in the tower. He's in the tower. He's over at the Frankenstein place. He is. He's in the Frankenstein Because yeah. there's a light. Over at the Frankenstein place. Yeah. There's a light. light burning in the fireplace. There's a light over at the Frankenstein place. Yeah. I, and But it's like, there's a light... A light in the darkness of everybody's life. And I'm like, how beautiful. That really is like a, an amazing line. Ah! Richard O'Brien, you mad genius. So there's um, a light. So they go yeah. over there. Um, and so they, they get there. They knock on the door. Or they ring, do they ring the doorbell? So yeah, they, ring they, the doorbell. Yeah, they ring the doorbell. And mm-hmm. she's like, Brad, let's go back. I'm cold and frightened. Which I'm cold and I'm frightened. Or I'm frightened and another adjective will be Janet's lines for the next Essentially. Few she likes to describe her... 
her current feelings because yeah. you know what they say is like mm. you know tell don't show yeah and so <laughs> um <laughs> you know the old hollywood mantra tell don't, tell, don't show. show don't show susan sarandon's a big fan of uh telling you exactly she's like a jewish woman she's always gonna tell you how she feels yeah gentile women to paraphrase john mulaney mm. walk into the room and they're like <sighs> it's like what's wrong you wouldn't understand it's like what the hell do i do with that <laughs> but jewish women storm into the room and they're like my, my stomach hurts <laughs> you know don mulaney um, you know susan sarandon janet yeah. weiss she's just like i'm cold and frightened and, so he, they, and he's like just a moment janet they might have a phone which castles don't have phones asshole. right uh then the door opens and riffraff has his fingers over the door creepily and just says hello <laughs> hi my name is Brad Majors, and this is my fiance, Janet Wise. <laughs> I wonder if you could help us. You see, our car broke down a few miles up the road. Do you have a phone we might use? You're wet. <laughs> now say something obvious. You're yeah. wet. Um, yes, it's, it's raining. raining. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Yeah. And then, of course, he's like, come inside. Come on in. Come he's on a nice in. guy. He's a nice guy. And then we hear some just gentle, like, 50s rock playing in the background. They're like, Elvis is here. I'm like, oh. And, you know, Janet again, oh, Brad, I'm frightened. What kind of a place is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's probably some kind of hunting lodge for rich <laughs> weirdos. Well, not and incorrect. Not incorrect. Uh, it's a special night, it's one of the master's affairs. Oh, lucky him. <laughs> You're lucky. He's lucky. I'm lucky. We're all lucky! <laughs> <laughs> so, Time Warp is unquestionably the most famous. Like, it's probably, like, the top five Halloween song, which is weird. It's, there's no good Halloween songs. No. There's really not. Like, I was playing... I pulled up Apple Music. Like, Monster Which is, a, which is a tough start. And it's... <laughs> I was looking at, like, their Halloween playlist, and it had, um like evil woman on there okay and i'm like really like like don't fear the reaper like but those aren't halloween songs that's a stretch like those are just songs that they're like do they loosely pertain to the concept of ghouls is it spooky is it creepy sure but so time warp has been played it gets like played all the time it's at halloween it's at weddings it's at just parties in general. What weddings have you been to? <laughs> well, apparently none with the wedding, <laughs> the Knots Top 5 Columbus DJs, DJ Jazzy Joe. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot you were, a, you were a DJ for a while. Anywho. Yeah. I remember this being played in like my middle school Halloween parties. But like, Little did I know. <laughs> the song is just about sex. It really is. Um, it's about doing the time warp. Yeah. It's pretty astounding. It honestly is. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll, but <laughs> listen, listen closely. For how much longer? I don't have much time. Not for very much longer. Okay. I've, I like to keep control. Listen, I've got to keep control. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember doing the time warp, drinking those moments when the, the blackness bl- would... Oh, it hit me. Pause. I don't like the song now because it promotes dangerous binge drinking. Oh shit, you're right. Wow. <laughs> I just realized that. And well, the blackness would hit me. And, and the void, me. the void would be calling. Let's do the time warp. Let's do the time warp again. This is just fun. That's the weird thing though. This It's not like let's do the time warp and then it's, let's do the time warp again. It starts off by saying, let's do the time warp again. Again. You've done this before. They did this five minutes before they got there. Oh. That's why they're so tired at the end. So what you're saying is that while Brad and Janet were standing on the porch wet because 
It's raining. It's raining. Um, they were doing the time warp for the first time. And so if they had gotten there earlier, they would have said, let's do the time warp. Let's, let's do, do the time, time warp. warp. Hard pause. <laughs> um, um, so yes, so they do this. And what's great about this song, I, I love that the... Even the narrator almost like breaks the fourth wall of like. Oh, listen, absolutely. Breaks listen, the wall. you, you idiot! You don't have the time. Listen, I have a whole diagram here. Have it's... I ever told you how much I appreciate songs that tell me how to do the dance in them? The Cupid Shuffle will forever be mm. in Joe's top ten, <laughs> as it explicitly tells, tells me the direction. It's just like dumb shit. To the left, to the left, left to, to the, the left. left. And I'm like, what do I do with my feet? And it's like, now kick, now kick. The time warp. Yeah. It's relatively simple. Yes. It's just a jump to the left. And then what do I do with my right You foot? take a step to the right. What do I do with my hands? Put your hands on your hips. And then do what do, well, with my eyes. You bring your... your or, uh, no, it brings your knees You bring your tight. knees in tight. Yeah. But... But, well, of the pelvis! It's the pelvic thrust! That does what? It really drives you insane. Yay, 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 yay. What are we doing? Let's do the time warp again! Solid song. It is. Hip thrust, hip thrust, hip thrust, hip thrust. Come all over the place. Let's. Solid call out. Oh, yeah. Um, So. We're introduced to. It's just a jump to the left! The narrator gets really into it, dancing on his desk. He's having a good time. He is having a good time. We get meet Magenta, the maid, Riffraff, the handyman, and Columbia. And Columbia's there. Um, she is not an alien. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, not an alien. Um, all those people are here. Because um, they're doing the time warp. Because they are other Transylvanians. Um weird um but we meet all our our we basically met our whole cast at this point we're missing two characters we'll get to here in a moment um but then they do the time warp and then they're again 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 and then they literally fall down because they're tired they're tired and then brad tries to break the awkwardness by saying <laughs> say do any of you know guys had a madison and then janet uh, Brad, please, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I love, love this how, line. I love how dismissive Brad is He's of like, all of Janet's like, feelings. Keep a grip on yourself. And this line, it's just... But it it seems so unhealthy here. <laughs> Imagine describing anything like this in 2020. It just w- like walking in somewhere and just being like, it feels not unhealthy here. <laughs> it will be fitting in 2020. Because um, everything's unhealthy. Everything's unhealthy. Uh, wear a mask. Please wear a mask. And vote. And vote. Um, um, <laughs> just and a moment, Janet. I don't want to interfere with their celebration. This isn't the Junior Chamber of Commerce, Brad. <laughs> and then they're probably foreigners. Are they different than our own? You're not wrong. <laughs> they may do some more folk dancing. And then, Also not wrong. <laughs> and then, in typical tell-don't-show fashion, Janet Look, declares that she is cold. cold I'm wet, wet. And I'm and- just plain scared. And he's like, I'm here. There's nothing to worry about. Meanwhile. <laughs> so. Behind them, descending from a 1800 style. Elevator. Wire or like grid elevator. Comes this man. Yeah. Wearing bedazzled platform shoes. Correct. Um, who then turns around as soon as Brad says. Well, wearing a cape. Well, wearing a cape. 
Well, Brad says there's nothing to worry about. Janet gives the most ear-splitting shriek, faints, and then we meet our lead? Frankenfurter, it's all over. Not yet. Uh, we're just beginning. With no, we're just getting started. Um, and he comes in, like a very polite gentleman. Yeah. How do you do? I see you've met my faithful handyman. And he's just like, listen, like, welcome. He's essentially like, hey, hello, welcome to my home. I know I look a little bit odd. Like, I get it. But trust me, I'll be the first to recognize. Yeah. I look a little odd. Listen, I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but... Come night. By night, I'm great with sex. I'm one hell <laughs> of a lover. Because I'm just a sweet transvestite. From where? From transsexual where? Transylvania. Oh, okay. Is this in <laughs> is this in Pennsylvania? Or is this <laughs> Pennsylvania? Isn't there actually a city called Transylvania? There is a Transylvania, Pennsylvania. I was gonna say I'm not crazy. No, you're not. Do not belittle me. There's a Transylvania <laughs> university in Transylvania. I was Pennsylvania. gonna say, no, this is a thing. The TTP. <laughs> so yeah um in the middle of the song it's very mm-hmm. rude um as brad is he's just like hey <laughs> i'm I, uh, i'm glad we caught you at home mm-hmm. uh could we use your phone which is unlikely because castles don't have phones as well right um and they're like can we just like do this thing can we call triple a so we can get out of here <laughs> yeah and he's pretty much like well well, tell you what, I I'll strike a deal with you. I you got caught with a flat. How about that? Yeah. Well, babies, don't you panic, because by the light of the night, it'll all seem. That's weird. Think about it. All seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. So here's the deal, sir. I'm good <laughs> with half of that. <laughs> I'm good with the mechanic. I don't get what the satanic bit's about. When we say they're satanic, do they practice? Or is this more of just like a, an ideology that I don't have to hear about? Because listen, when I go to Pep Boys, right? <laughs> the last thing I want is for them to be like, have you heard of the listen, good have, news have, of Beelzebub? Have you heard the good news of Mephistopheles? And I'd be like, hmm, <laughs> how much to replace my tire? <laughs> That's going to depend on if you believe in Lucifer or not. I'm going to be like, hail Satan. <laughs> Which is essentially um, what it takes to replace tires. Um, uh, so then he basically says, you know what? Just stay. Just stay for the night. Also, while you're here, I have a laboratory. Yeah. Do you want to come see it? I'm going to show you something real cool. I'm going to show you some hot shit. Let me tell you. This, I've been making a man. Yeah, making a human. Yeah. With blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. And they're like, oh... Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I get... God, I love polite white people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then he's like, you know what? Come on up. See what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. Say it! Say it! Say it! Say it! Patient. <gasps> uh, and then he basically heads on up um, to the lab. Insinuating that perhaps... He popped their tires. Yes, because I'll remove the cause, but not. But the maybe sin. the rain is, re- or never mind. Maybe the rain is, is really, really to, blame. to blame. So I'll remove the cause, but not the symptom. Anywho, so they're gonna go up to his lab and see what's on this lab. Yeah. 
Um, at this point in time, they're stripped of their clothes, as often occurs when you go and visit a castle in Ohio. Right. From those of you out of state, it's, listen, it's not the best, but like we do. Um, it's the old Buckeye tradition. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're like up in the lab. Yes. All the party goers are up in the uh, up in yes. the lab. We've yes. shifted rooms at the event. Yes, we are now in the pinkest room ever. God, it is an awful color. But you know what? I'm vibing with it. Um, maybe because I'm just used to it now. <laughs> um, and Frank's there. He's wearing his little green, um, like lab lab smock smock thing. Um, and he basically mentions he has this whole little monologue here. Um. Which actually, I've never read the script before. He says, Tonight, my unconventional conventionalists... We don't need to read the script. You're about to witness a breakthrough in biochemical research. Basically, he's saying, I have found the secret to life. Itself. To life itself. And everyone's like, that's neat. Yes. And so, And so, he says that tonight is the night my beautiful creature is destined to be born. Throw open the switches... On the sonic oscillator. <laughs> and step up the reactor power input. Three, three more points. Three more, more triangles. triangles. Bam, bam, bam. And um, then this whole mechanism is lowered down. He then... Into like a, like a, like a water coffin thing. He pours in just various colored liquids. Of the rainbow. Of the rainbow. It's the order of the rainbow. Yes, he does go red, orange, yellow, blee. Blee? Blee. <laughs> red, orange, yellow, blue, green, violet, indigo, violet. Um, and then... Uh, you thought the, that's the order of the rainbow? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Yeah. You said blue before green. Red, orange, yellow, green. You said blue, green. Oh, it's green, blue. Yeah, green, blue. Yeah, did I say blue? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm embarrassed for you, but I, I know it's not Roy B. Give. Um. It's Roy G. Biv. <laughs> um, and then we have it's time for a song. It's time for a song. Rocky's been born, and he gets to sing the Sword of Damocles. God, he's beautiful. He's a good-looking guy. He's a he's a tall hunk of blonde. Would if 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 Frankenfurter was like Joseph, this is for you. How would you react? Just like this is yours. I, I, so here's the problem. Like, uh-huh. I can't own a person. Okay, this is your roommate. This is my. Well, I don't want a roommate. That's the other problem. We're gonna okay. move past this game. Anyway. I don't believe in owning people. I'm not an alien, <laughs> Adam. I don't believe in owning people either. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious! Wow, terrifying implication. <laughs> uh, so the sword of Damocles is essentially like the Benny Hill theme. They're like running around the lab as mm-hmm. Rocky's running away. Yes. And Frankenfurter's trying to uh, embrace him. Hold him. Hold him. Hold him. Touch him. <laughs> Hold well, me. Call back from the producers. Hold me. Touch, touch me. sha la 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 ain't no crime. That's um, great. And so then eventually they catch him. Mm-hmm. There's two songs here, very quick back to back. I don't like those next one. I Can Make You a Man? Yeah. You don't like it? Oh. I don't like how it reinforces toxic masculinity. So, I actually know a bit of the backstory about this song. I'll keep it brief. Um, basically, when Richard O'Brien was looking for inspiration for Rocky, the tagline for Charles Atlas's line of gyms back in the 40s was, I can make you a man. 
Wow. Okay, and, Charles. And the official tagline was, in just seven days. Real men have curved. make you a man. He, his implication was that he could... What is this, Bowflex? I mean, like, yeah. Charles Atlas, though, was like a... I don't know. Interesting figure. It's false advertising. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and in fact, a weakling weighing 98 pounds would get sand in his face when kicked to the ground. This whole, like, opening bit was literally ripped from an ad from Charles Atlas's gems. Oh, I guess that makes sense. So, um, he'll be a strong man, but the wrong man, Mm-mm. which is weird. Because um, he literally just purpose-built a man, but it's fine. Right. Um, and then, <sighs> meatloaf delivery. <laughs> yeah, so all of a sudden, out of the deep freezer... Yeah. Comes riding Meatloaf bing, on bing. a motorcycle. Yeah. And he... Listen. Have you ever been stuck in a freezer before? Yes, actually. Really? Yes. Same. I got stuck in one at BP. It was awful. Oh, I got one in my high school. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, when you get out of a freezer... Uh-huh. Do you, is the first thing you do want to sing a song? No. Oh. It's well, this you? is well, yeah, actually. Oh, <laughs> interestingly enough, it's called the meatloaf effect. Mine was totally eclipse of the heart, but his oh, in this case is hot patootie. Bless my soul. Which this song, similar to Frankenstein plays, can be taken out of the show, and it's it's a it's, solid it's rock. Literally, just a meatloaf song that they're just like, well, we might as well include this. Yeah. So um, there's the song. The song doesn't add anything. There's literally nothing important in here until the end. Until the end. So it is implied, because we see there's a giant gash on Eddie's forehead. Right. It is implied that Frankenfurter took half of Eddie's brain and used it to make Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also implied that Eddie and Frank might have had a thing. Yep. Um, but at the end of his song... Um, so he killed his lover and put him in a freezer. Frank then officially murders... Eddie. With an ice pick. Brutal. Brutal. Brutal, brutal. Yeah. Um, Rocky's not pleased. Uh, he's not. <laughs> um, Frank has so many just good lines of just coming out bloody handed, ice yeah. pick in hand, one from the vaults. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Don't be upset. It was a mercy kill. Little light murder. <laughs> um, had a sort of naive charm, but no muscle. Which is a good way of describing meatloaf. Uh, and then he's like, okay, let's sing again. So he's like... Then okay. starts describing muscle groups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a delta and a bicep, a hot groin and a tricep. God, this song goes on for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah. <clears throat> so... And then they go off to their wedding suite. Which so is this is where... Also in the lab. This is where things kind of go off the rails a Come, little bit. Do they go off the rails, or do <coughs> do they come to a grinding halt? I would. It's like the whole plot just kind of ceases for a moment. It stops for a hot second. But the problem is, the hot second feels like it lasts a while. Ah, uh, yeah. While. And like I've seen this movie many, many times, and I know the movie is like pretty much an hour and a half. Like it's not a long movie, which is crazy considering the scene alone feels like it lasts. But this next sequence takes. 
forever. So we're not going to take forever with We're him. not. Essentially, Frankenfurter hops bedrooms. Hops bedrooms. Because Brad and Janet have been basically put up for the night. Which is weird, because they later have dinner. Which I... Right. Anyway. Your order of events does not make sense. <clears throat> no. Um, and so, Brad and Janet get into their bedrooms. Frank goes off with Rocky initially. And then, I guess, after he's had his time with Rocky, it's just like... I'm gonna go fuck the guests. Um, as one does. As one does. And so he walks into Janet's room, which is the same room Brad is in, but tinted pink because <laughs> women. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. This is a very progressive film, but we must reinforce stereotypes. Um, and uh, Frank comes into Janet's room, disguised as Brad, basically pulling off a Brad impression, astoundingly so. Janet gets confused. Then decides to give herself over to Frank. So then she has a little, little night with Frank. And then we see Riff Raff <laughs> pour hot wax onto Rocky. Because they don't like him. They don't like him. It's like when there's a new baby in town. Right. Riff Raff and Magenta, are, this is the first time we see like, oh, they have a plot unto themselves. And they are not happy with Frank and Furter, Even though they're working for him. <laughs> I, my favorite, my the saving grace of these scenes are when, like, Janet and Brad individually catch Frankenfurter. Because he's, like, yes. he's mystically taken on the form of their lover in the bed. And then as soon as the wig is pulled off, it's yes. instantly Frankenfurter again. Yes. Um, and every time they pull off the wig, they're like, it's you! And he's just like, I'm afraid so. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the... Just his delivery. Both times. They're like... What have you done with Brad? What have you done with Janet? Nothing. Should I have? Should I have? <laughs> um, so he's just, you know, then he goes and has a little night with, with Brad. At this point, Janet has gone looking, I guess, for Brad. But is she? Because then she makes her way back up to the lab, where she now finds a scared and... Damaged, damaged. Rocky, Rocky. Assumedly from the dogs that were released by Riff Raff, because every castle has dogs. Right. Yeah, but they don't have phones. They have dogs, but not phones. Um. So then, you know, that's fun. Uh. Then we get to, uh, Janet gets <laughs> this song is something else. <laughs> it took me a while to get this. <laughs> Because I'm a child. Um, I was like, what's complicated about the song called Touch, 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 touch Me? Touch Me. Um, I... <laughs> this can, this is the one that confused you? I was feeling done in. Couldn't win. I'd only ever kissed before. You, you mean... No, oh, go ahead. No, after you. You mean she... Uh-huh. <laughs> also, yeah. Magenta and Columbia are now just watching Janet Well, listen, they don't, get, they don't get... Porn channels in the castle. <laughs> they only have phones, not. <laughs> they only have closed circuit television. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and this song, she's essentially just like, you know what? I want to fuck. I'm gonna fuck. I'm scared. This place is not healthy. <laughs> I'm gonna give over to the unhealthiness. Correct. Which is the lesson of the story. Exactly. Um. <laughs> um. And so then, her and Rocky have a night in what essentially amounts to his womb question mark uh, yeah kind of like the tank he was made in yeah weird it's, it's kind of cute oh yeah. no um at this point after touch 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 me uh riffraff frank 
and Brad have now made their way up to the lab, where Frank is now wearing the, a leather jacket with the most pins one can have on their jacket. It's like he worked at an old school TGI Friday. Like, <laughs> this is my flair. There <laughs> <laughs> were special on onion rings and potato skins. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Um, so he's now whipping Riff Raff because yep. he's blaming Riff Raff for letting Rocky loose. Um, or losing uh, losing track of, of Rocky. At the same time, Dr. Scott has shown up. Great, Scott, suck my cock! God, I love this movie. Um, <laughs> so then he shows up, and Frank is a little annoyed at Brad. A little. Because Brad's like, I know him, he's an old friend. And Frank's like, oh... So it's a setup. <laughs> you were sent by the FBI <laughs> because they're looking at UFOs. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then Frankenfurter pulls a lever. The, the electromagnet. Like, yes. Have you ever got? Have you ever been to Disney? Yes, you have. So yes. you, you've ridden the Haunted Mansion ride? Yeah. Similar to the Haunted... Not dissimilar to the yeah. Haunted Mansion ride. <laughs> Literally, Dr. Great Scott, Scott like, goes flying a, through the house. I love also the, just the absurdity of this movie. Just We're getting to the peak absurdity here. Um, where... Uh, the peak obscurity. Absurdity. Absurdity. Of just... I guess uh, the most... I don't think... The most random moment is where Frank says, if he's in the house, he must be in the Zen room. <laughs> and it cuts to Dr. Okay, Scott just fair. in, like, a room full of incense going... <laughs> you know. You know, like some kind of Indian, you know, sitar music. And it's just like, the fuck? Um, and then he... You Comes know, bursting through a wall. Which... So when they built this set... Here's a fun fact for the movie here. During the stage production, Dr. Scott would just roll onto the set. Yeah. But they're like, oh, there are no stairs that lead to the lab. And we didn't build any stairs that lead to the lab. So canonically, he can't just show up. So he'd have to burst through the wall. (laughs) So, obviously, now that he's here, there's only one thing we can do. Yes. Have dinner. Dinner time! It's dinner time! Uh, Before we have dinner, though... Very quickly, Frank basically interrogates Dr. Scott of like, mm, you know why Brad's here? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but Is this where they do the thing where they're like, Janet, Brad, yes. Scott? So, uh, so Dr. Scott says, I happen to know a great deal of many things. You see, Eddie, how's my nephew? And then we have this oh. exchange of Brad, Dr. Scott, <gasps> Janet, Dr. Scott. Great, Scott. <laughs> Janet. Brad! Rocky! Stairs. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Brad! Rocky! Stairs. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Brad! Rocky! Stairs. And then Magenta rings a gong. Boom! Master! Dinner prepared! Excellent. Under these circumstances, circumstances formal, formal dress, dress is, is to, to be, be optional. optional. Um, and, and then, then we go back to the, the narrator, who's still here. Food has always played a vital role in life's rituals. The breaking of bread, the last meal of the condemned man, and now this meal. However informal that might appear, you can be sure that there was to be very little bon ami. 
and Frank, kind of in a in the dick move of the movie, is like a toast, toast to, to absent, absent friends. friends on account that I just murdered. murdered. Mag- I murdered your nephew. Magenta is not too pleased by the Columbia. Columbia. Columbia is not too pleased by this. And just kind of gets cries up, and runs away. Closes the door and just screams and yep. off she goes. Um, and so Doctor Scott makes it clear why he's here. Yeah, he is um, here. He's here to find Eddie. Yes, he ran away. Yes, he ran away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew he was with a bad crowd, but yep. it was worse than I imagined. Aliens. Aliens. And this is a moment where I was like. Oh, <laughs> and at that point you're like, oh, oh, half the cast are aliens. I thought I was just narrowly avoiding kink shaming this whole time. It turns out they're aliens. And so then uh, Brad and Janet kind of get upset at Dr. Scott, like, whoa, Dr. Scott, you're going to accuse him of being aliens. And then Frank accuses him of being a Nazi. Go <laughs> on, Dr. Scott. Or should I say... Dr. Von Scott. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> you know, that's fun. It's just, what exactly are you implying? It's all right, Brad. But Dr. Scott. It's all right. Brad. Brad. And then, then he's like, listen, I just got here. I know it's dinner, but I'm going to launch into a song. Called, Another amazing song. Called Eddie's Eddie. Teddy. Eddie, Eddie, or, Eddie. Or, Eddie. or Eddie's Teddy. Depends on the album you've listened to. <laughs> um, and so this is the whole, this is the life story of Eddie. Um, um, from the, the day, day he was born. born. Not the <laughs> night, but the day. He was troubled. <laughs> he was Zithon. You, do you not oh. know the callbacks? Oh, sorry. Do you not know the callbacks? No, no, I do. I do, Fine, I do. we're skipping the song. I do. We're skipping, no, 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 we're skipping no, no, the song. No, no, it's okay. We're skipping the song. No, it's... Oh. oh. Everybody, so... Essentially, like, less things about Eddie. Um, I, he liked switchblades. He liked rock and roll and porn. Well, okay, so it's weird. Bike. Is the line says? I was, assume there's an implied comment here. Was I know what rock and say. roll porn? Like, is, yeah, is it rock and roll porn or is it rock and roll exclusively Mick Jagger porn? <laughs> um, <laughs> he was a no good kid. Um, yeah. And then he would threaten people with a switchblade. Yeah. Everybody beat up on him. Columbia mm-hmm. loved him. Um, yeah. And now he's dead. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the song, Frank gets up and reveals that <laughs> one the dinner table. <laughs> the dinner table is Eddie, and it's also implied that they've been eating Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. Um, when did he find time? I assume while he was fucking Brad and Janet, he had Magenta and Riff Raff cut a chunk. Is that like a common order in this household? Is it just like, hey, this man I murdered, go chop him up. It's dinner! Um, Probably. I, so, Wise Up. I, it's fine. It has some of the dumbest lyrics in the whole show. I'm happy to skip it. I want to just visit real quick. The transducer will seduce ya. Um, a mental mindfuck can be nice. So that's a good one. Um, but my favorite... So basically this is where Frank turns on them. And is basically like, you messed with my creation too much. You fucked yeah. up. I'm going... Basically turns them into statues with yes. the Medusa Ray. But my favorite line is after Janet yells, yeah. stop. He says, oh. don't get hot and flustered. 
use a bit of mustard. I... (laughs) What? Obviously, I think my line, I counter-argument, when he starts using the ray on them, Mm -hmm. Janet's like, my feet, I can't move my feet. And Dr. Scott is in a wheelchair, and he's like, my wheels, I can't move Move my my wheels. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. That's pretty good. We love a good ableist joke <laughs> my wheels i can't move, move my, my wheels. wheels um we're trapped yeah um and then they turn him into stone yes and after he says use a bit of mustard they're like oh we're doing hot dog puns now you're a hot dog but you better not harm her frank furter this goes on for a while better not harm her frank furter that's good it's, and, it's good uh, it's fine and then um, Columbia comes down out of her crying bedroom. Um, and it basically just like, I'm fucking done. You ruined people. I loved you. I loved Eddie. And then you killed him. And now you're going to kill these people. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you, bud. <laughs> and he turns her into a statue. And then in a line that probably is supposed to sound deeper than it is, it's not easy having a good time. Even smiling makes my face ache. <laughs> <laughs> is that commentary on depression? <laughs> I don't. Happiness is a choice. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so it's time for the stage show. Yes, and that's where the script God, that we have ends. This is just oh, mine keeps going. Oh, mine. Ended. I have rose tint in here. Oh, yeah, I have the whole thing. <gasps> I'll have to refresh. Um, me. so I'll let you take away then. <laughs> so, yeah. I do like Rose Tim. I think this is one of the better songs. This is just where the movie is just like... Fuck it. Like, were you enjoying... Like, hey, moviegoers. It's me, Richard O'Brien. Hi, Richard O'Brien. Are you enjoying the show? It's okay. Do you understand what's happening so far? Kind of. Are you ready? For what? Burlesque. (laughs) Oh! I love that movie. It's me, Cher. (laughs) It's time for burlesque so it was great when it all began <laughs> if i could turn back time um, i would build a man um so roast it it's like it cuts to this quick montage of rank inverter moving all of the stone statues onto a stage an empty theater dressing them with makeup and corsets. Feather boas. Yep. High heels. Getting the lighting ready. He's putting on the gels he needs. <laughs> all those... Shout out to you, uh, theater techs. Yeah, for all you lighting techs out there, you're like, hey, gels. Hey, gels. These guys know their shit. Hey. Uh, and then he, like, demedusifies them one by one, and they yes. each sing a little portion about their current situation. Right. Columbia. Um, she's like, hey, that was great when it all began. Right. Uh, I was just a big old Frankie, Frankie fan. fan. <laughs> uh, but it was over when he had the plan to start building a muscle a, a man. man, which like, which is fair, right. right? Like Adam, if you and I became friends, and then you were like, wait, we're not. So if you and I were friends, and <laughs> <laughs> if you and I were friends, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. things are going great, you know, yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, by the way, hey Joe, in my basement, I have a man. Uh, I'm oh? building a man. Um, you're building a man. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm putting together, like, a skeletal muscle, like, a skin. Like, I'm making a man. For, oh, okay. But to for, fuck. Oh. Just to fuck. Yeah. 
exclusively for the purpose of intercourse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is does he have free will? Ah, uh, debatable. Okay. I am not going to limit his libido. Okie dokie. It's just gonna be horny. 24-7. Okie dokie artichokey. I, listen, I'm a giver. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think... I will for, share him with you. I, whoa, 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 whoa. Not what I was... Uh, as a giver, um, I, I usually give, give, give. But in this case, mm-hmm. I feel like for my safety, uh-huh. being Columbia, I'm right. going to need to kind of like back off. Because this is... I'm uncomfy with the, the man. Would you be okay if I used half of your boyfriend's brain no i already have him in the freezer so. oh he's dead ish this is going downhill <laughs> <laughs> things did not go well for columbia um now the only thing that gives columbia hope is her love of, of the a, guy of yes. meatloaf but now he's dead right. um roast it's my world keeps me safe from my trouble and pain Cut to Rocky. Rocky. Who Rocky starts by saying, I'm just seven hours old. Which is a solid argument. He's like, I am seven hours old. But I'm beautiful. truly beautiful <laughs> to behold. He's like, I don't know a lot about this world, right? I don't get, right. I don't understand the complexities of geopolitical, no. you know, global policy, foreign policy. Right. What I do know, however, is God damn, am I gorgeous. I'm, I'm gorgeous and I'm horny. And also, I'm horny as shit. Because in my seven hours, I've somehow... No, I'm, I know I'm beautiful, and I learned the medical term for sex drive. Yes. and <laughs> My libido. And he's like, the only thing that I trust anymore is the fact that uh, I like orgasming. Yup. Um, and, yeah, rose tinting my world keeps me safe from my trouble and pain. Yep. Cut to Brad. Brad is, Brad is d- deteriorating. He's struggling. Uh, alpha male Brad is gone. Oh, God. He just wanted the telephone. Um, he just... Because... Oh, you're right, man. in this case, well, it is beyond him. He wants his mommy. Um, help me, mommy. He, he feels, says help yeah. me, mommy, several times. Help me, mommy. End. Take this... He feels like he's in a dream. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, oh, what's this? I feel sexy. sexy. As he's, like, dressed up mm-hmm. all beautifully. Yes. And then he's just like, what's come over me? Oh, here it comes again. Oh. It's lust. Yes. He's overtaken by lust. Rose in my world. Yeah. No. Oh. No. Because then it goes right into Janet. Oh, he's you're right. just like, whoa, here it, it comes, comes again. And Janet. And Janet's. It's like, Janet, oh. Janet's feeling it. She has. She's found herself. All in. She is she ready. She feels released. Bad times deceased. Her confidence has <laughs> increased. Reality is here. Um, her mind has been expanded because mm. now she feels like a sex idol. Yes. Um, and she's just like, you know what? I'm having an okay time here yeah. at Frank's. Yeah. Lots of fun sex. Yeah. His um, lust is, is so sincere. Unlike Brad's. Unlike Brad, yeah. What an asshole. Mm. Um, and then the, and then the horns. <laughs> the grandest entrance ever. Strings! So, who's here? It's Frankenfurter. Yeah, he's here. And he's standing in front of the RKO Radio Pictures logo? Sure. Which is weird. Sure. The same studio that brought you such hits as Casablanca. 
So that's fun. An empire. Um, and this, I think, is the most honest Frank has ever been in the whole movie, where he says, whatever happened to Fay Ray? <laughs> Which is the question I've been wondering this whole time. Do you know this who Fay Ray is? Yes. This whole movie, I've literally just been mm-hmm. sitting here, and I'm just like, you know what? Whatever what happened, happened to, to Fay Ray? Ray? <laughs> that delicate... Satin draped frame as it clung to her thigh. How he started to cry. How I started. Because he wanted to be dressed as the same. So because he wanted to be dressed just the same. And so here's my question: Is Frank a transvestite because of Fay Ray? Yes. Or is he just like, this is how I'm feeling? This was, I think, one of those moments. Like a young gay male walking through the underwear aisle at a Target. <laughs> this, this is Go on. This, this was his moment, right? Okay. Is was watching Fay Ray, and then this was his like coming to like his curiosity. This was the spark mm. of his curiosity. Because again, he's an alien. Yes. So he is observing humanity and yes. he's like that's beauty. That. I found... I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. Um, so then he's like, give yourself over to absolute pleasure, which I believe is the moral of the story. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't dream it. Be it. it. So like, don't let your dreams be dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. Just just do it. Um, and then Dr. Scott is just like, ah, we've got to get, get out. out of this trap. Before our decadence saps our wills, I've got to be strong and try to hang on, or else my mind may well snap. And while he's saying this whole monologue, which I'll let you finish here in a moment, the whole group now is swimming in a pool. Yeah, there's a pool here. In like a weird sexless pool orgy. Yeah, there's no sex. There's, there's no sex. They're floating in ecstasy. They're floating in ecstasy, yeah. And the bottom of the pool is also Michelangelo's <laughs> Adam, <laughs> which is fun. Of course. What else um, And so then, um, Dr. Scott continues, or else, I don't know, snap, or my life will be lived for the, and then he sings this long note, through yes as he then lifts his legs no longer no longer yes. a, a paralegic to the wheelchair but no longer bound to the wheelchair now wearing fishnet stockings and high heels himself he's like oh my god i'm sexy he's just like this feels great and he starts kicking his legs around like a newborn baby to the tune of wild and untamed things which is a bop a, 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 a an amazing bop um, it conveys no information. Just go listen to it. We're honestly yeah. just going to skip over it. Nothing yeah. happens during it. It's a good song. Yeah. It's fun. Um, yeah. And then... In come Magenta and Riff Raff. Now I'm guessing in Transylvanian garb. Yes. As or, they prepared for their journey home. Or transsexual. Because it's the planet transsexual. To their train... Yes. In the galaxy, the galaxy of, of Transylvania. Transylvania. So they come in wearing the like absurd 50 sci-fi... Yeah. Magenta's got this, like, Bride of Frankenstein hair going on. Frankenfurter, it's all over. Your mission is a failure, which I'm curious what his mission was. Your lifestyle is too extreme. Yeah. I'm your new commander, so he's he's is a military coup. Look at um, me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the commander now. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the commander now. 
Uh, you are now my prisoner. We return to Transylvania. Prepare the, the transit, transit beam. beam. Yes. And Franco's like, <clears throat> wait. Hold on. Time I, out. He's like, wait. I can, I can explain. explain. <laughs> and then he... <laughs> Spot. <laughs> Columbia runs down. Spotlight on him. And honestly, I do like this ballad. It's good. It It's similar, I think, to like... Um, Frankenstein Place. I'm going home. Like, it's a good song. Cards for sorrow. Cards for pain. Cause I've seen HBO Blue Skies through the tears in my eyes. And I realize. I'm going home. Uh, and he has this like whole like dream sequence where he sees the audience is full and they're yes, like, they're wow. all clapping. They're like, oh yes, they queen. want his autograph. He's yes. like, yes. And then I'm going he finishes home. his beautiful ballad. <clears throat> and then riffraff or magenta, how touching. And they're like. When we said we're going back, we meant just us. We're actually going to murder you real yeah. quick, though. You'll remain here. <laughs> in spirit, anyway. Um. <coughs> so, they're going to murder him. Yep. Um, things briefly turn into King Kong. Yes. <laughs> and this is where my favorite callback is. Yeah? This is the scene where my favorite callback is. This is it? This is it. We've come, we've come to the end, folks. <laughs> After this, you can stop listening. <laughs> Um, as Frank is climbing up the kind of curtain, and the curtain comes down, and uh, Frank, or then Rocky, then picks up Frank on the King Kong, climbs up the RKO tower, which goes to nowhere, <laughs> then plummets into the pool. The curtain falls down. Yes, and there's a brief shot where this rope just rope kind of coils <laughs> down. And you have to time it right. But right before that, you're like, my favorite line of the movie is coming. My favorite line. My favorite line. Coils down. That's my favorite line of the movie. Favorite. Oh. That's your favorite call? I've never heard it anywhere else. I think it's hysterical. favorite? Okie dokie, artichokey. Um, so, what does the time warp dance do? I don't... Is it a mating ritual? I feel like it's either a mating ritual or... Yeah, I think it's a mating ritual. I... I just like also so like we learn a bit about transsexual here. It's a land of pretend like perpetual night. Yes. Moon drenched shores of transsexual. <laughs> um so that's fun. Uh and then after so right before the magenta and Riffraff do the time warp and their incestuous Jamie Cersei. <laughs> do the elbow thing! Do the elbow thing! <laughs> um Brad and Dr. Scott and Janet are basically told, like, we're about to blast the fuck off, so get out. Get out of the house. Or unless you want to come back with us. Yeah. And you don't. We're leaving. On the midnight train to Georgia. Leaving on the midnight train. Um, and so then they blast off, and then Janet, and we see uh, the three leaving the house as the house literally... <laughs> Blasts off, and there's a rainbow. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, and then, so in the movie, 
Some versions of the movie have this final song in it. Some of them don't. It's called Superheroes. I'm not crazy about the song. It's a weird moment. I just like the narrator's line. The narrator's line, because also the narrator's line is like kind of ominous at the end. Where it gets really existential, you and know. And crawling on the, the planet's planet face. Face, yes. Some insects, insects called, called the, the human race. Lost, lost in time. And lost in space. And meaning. Meaning! Yeah. So, take it that as you will. And that's how it ends. And then science fiction, fiction double feature comes back with... My favorite thing. A, re- a good old reprise. On like a child's piano. Yeah. The, the smallest <laughs> child's piano. Yeah. Um, and they pretty much just recap what has happened. Yep. Yeah. Frank um, has built and, and lost, lost his, his creature. creature. Darkness has conquered Brad. Brad and Janet. I told you jazz and dance and alcohol will conquer the human race. <laughs> What did I tell you during Chicago? Um, uh, the servants have gone, gone to their distant planet. At the late night, early morning, picture, double feature, picture show. That's how it ends. That's it. What the fuck is this? I... <laughs> Don't know, and I love it. I honestly feel like the best thing you can hope to achieve as any director is to create something that isn't good. It just creates a cult following. Yeah. (laughs) Because then your feature will be featured for 45 fucking years. Right. Um, So in closing here, I will... Hey, I closed my move rings. Oh, nice. Hey. Hey, me too. Are all of yours done? Uh, no, no, no. How many calories have you burned today? Um, not many. What's your number? Um, active calories, 546. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Get on um, your feet. And, uh, so here's a fun fact. There is, technically speaking, a sequel to the Rocky Horror God, Picture God, I hope show. not. It is called Shock Treatment. Mm. It was written in the late 80s, or mid-80s, by Richard O'Brien, and he basically tried to replicate the magic of Rocky Horror by releasing it as a midnight movie on Halloween. It is a weird, like, it's a, it's Brad and Janet. The criminologist actor is also there, but in a different role. She's here. Where basically, I guess while they were at Frank's house, the whole of Denton became a TV studio? It's a strange Do film. you like the new G-Cow logo? No. I don't like it at all. I don't like any of the new Google Google Search. They're logos. awful. They look hideous. They do. Like, I don't like the... The red is bad. The red's bad. The red is too bright. And, like, the calendar just looks childish. I'm going to start using the Apple Mail app again. I just, like... Because I don't want to look at Gmail. I'm fine looking at Gmail, but the Google Calendar one is just ass. It's bad. Like, it looks so childish. It looks awful. Like, it looks bad when they're all next to each other. Yeah. Because they all look virtually the same. Yeah. Because it's... Mm. Bad movie. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, this is an Apple podcast for sure. Yeah. Eat my ass, Google. <laughs> yeah. Respectfully. Fair. Yeah. If you want to sponsor. Uh, yeah, anytime. We love that. Um, anyway, I, I don't feel like we need to rate this. No, this this movie has shown itself to be good. So what are in the... Yeah. its own way. What are the lessons we've learned? Be yourself. Yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Um, 
have fun. Explore. Yeah. Push your boundaries. Yes. Um, consensually. Consensually. We're going to put that in there. Yeah, because Frank does not believe in consent, and we do. Consent is sexy. Consent is fucking hot. Oh, so attractive. Whew! Whew. Can you tell this is also a mild higher ed podcast? <laughs> a decent human podcast? All decent humans should just ask for consent. Anyway. It's not that hard. No. Freaking think. Yeah. You monsters. Um, come on. Don't be a Frankenfurter. Um, or it will oh my god, literally just don't be a wiener, don't be a dick. So there's nothing, so here's the problem though. I, I will retain that there's nothing wrong inherently with being a Frankenfurter. Just don't murder. Don't murder anyone. That's bad. That's fair, that's fair. And don't create someone for the sole use of sex, for the sole purpose of sexual pleasure. Right. I think that's bad. Yeah. That's fair. Like, li- like, be yourself, right? Have yeah. fun. Get out there. You right. can, you can live on the wild side. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you don't. It's not all about sex, right? Like, have right. human connection. Right. It's not that hard. Right. But if someone is really into sex, don't judge them for it. Right. That's, that's them. Do it. Yeah. Um, legalize sex work, honestly. Honestly. Not that yeah. I want to take a stance, but like legalize sex work, fuck it. Like take, it makes it safer. Should just stage rent. It's support. our it's our we support voting <laughs> and legalizing sex, sex work. work. It makes it safer. Like it does. look at like the yes. Nordic countries that have done it. Right. And they're all of their rates of like abuse and mm-hmm. sexual assault, like they've plummeted. And STDs. And also well, their yeah. marriages have actually like their divorce rate has plummeted. Yeah. It works, folks. Anyway. It works. Um, Legalize sex work. Legalize sex work. Uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween! Spooky, yeah. ooh, spooky season. Ooh. Now when you listen to Time Warp, you might understand what the fuck it is. Exactly. This has been uh, our Halloween special of Stage Rant. We'll have uh, a much more cheery episode uh, on coming out on Christmas Eve. That'll be our next episode. We're taking November off. I'm going to go visit family. going to go eat some turkey, you know? I don't really like turkey that much. No? What's your favorite thing at Thanksgiving? I... Mm, for I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a slut for potatoes. You're a Janet Weiss for potatoes? Yes, I'm a Slanet Weiss. I'm a Janet, Slanet Weiss. <laughs> I, I'm a Janet Weiss for potatoes. They're so versatile. You can't fuck it up. Like regular potatoes or like sweet potatoes? I don't like sweet potatoes. Okay. Yeah, regular, okay. good old-fashioned, Yukon potatoes. Now, when you one. do you like them like hand mashed, like with chunks in them, like lumps in them, or do you want it like smooth as silk? The occasional lump. Uh, so I find too silky of potatoes to be unnerving. Same. It's it seems odd. overly processed to be quote homemade. Right. So I like some chunks to remind me that it, I'm actually eating potatoes. Cool. Um. Yeah, but I just don't like turkey. That's fair. I like like I like turkey burgers. Okay. But just like it's. Uh, I, listen, holiday meals are so much work, and I find them so unnecessary. That's fair. Like, literally, you could serve me uh-huh. pizza yeah. on Christmas, and I'd be like, hell yeah, pizza. Like, nice. I'd be like, this is better, because then you're not slaving away all yeah. day in the kitchen making a meal that's finished in 30 minutes. That's fair. Well, we'll we will share our Thanksgiving um, and our Christmas Eve Christmas special. Joe, you want to tell them what we're watching for our Christmas special? Adam... What does the Uncanny Valley, <laughs> Tom Hanks, and the true meaning of Christmas all have in common? Are you talking about the Polar Express? The Polar Express. Express. Yes. This has been another episode of Stage Ram. We'll see you, uh, see you in the holiday season. Have a good Thanksgiving. Vote.
Vote. This yeah. is coming out before election day. Vote. Also, and don't get super impatient when the election results don't come back on Tuesday night. This take. is not a normal year. It's probably going to take two weeks because everyone's going to fucking litigate the shit out of this. Take your time. They're instantly going to have, you know, they're going to have lawyers instantly deployed in all of the key battleground states. Yep. In like Arizona, Florida, Tech. I think Texas might even be. We'll see. I hope I don't eat my words on this. But like, you know, they're going to litigate the shit out of this because of mail in ballots because yep. they're all freaking crazy people yep be patient yep don't get mad nope vote 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 politically don't yes. be afraid to vote politically yes this is a game of keep away this is a game of keep away welcome to 2020 stay 2020. alive stay sexy see you in christmas